Hello, my children. How are you? How's your week? Yeah. Do you achieve your dreams? Are you closer to your dreams? I bet you are. I love you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pear Pod. I'm so oh, oh excited. Ed. Um, it is Sunday. So we're doing it essentially live today, folks. I'm going to get the pod up. It is now 13.12. The pod will be up at 6.30. So, yeah, I just had a busy week and didn't get a chance to film this before. So we're going to do it right now. First off, who the fuck thought not to tell me that there was an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast? Um... It's, it's just motherfuckers, just when, you know, just when I don't need another pod to pop up that's going to, you know, just, you know, there's me and it's just going to go up, you go up, you get, um, listen to it, hoping it was, it would be, you know, kind of shit. It's great. It's really great. They like walk through an episode, each podcast and like tell stories of the episode. It's magical. I've listened to like everything they've had out so far. They've done like... 10 pods and they're just introducing video pods now I don't know if I'll be able to continue to watch it you know because of the implications you know we're out in the water we're all alone what are you going to do say no (laughs) are you going to are you going to hurt these women I'm not going to hurt these women why would I hurt these women Uh, if you don't watch the show this is all going to be very very weird for you but also, I want to say thank you very much for the support on the last episode. I actually mean that. Um, the last episode did far better than, uh, not far better, but in, you know, when we're talking about, you know, when 10 views can make all the difference, it, it did, I think, 20, 25 views better than the last one. So that's the kind of fucking shit we want, lads. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Some good banter in the, in the comment section. Ian, good banter, you know. That's me taking the bull by the horns. It's a metaphor. If I were my business. That really happened, though. I'm going to go as White Goodman on Halloween, so that's going to be fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm trying to get Marin to go as uh, the female uh, competitor for the Global Gym Purple Corbus, uh, Fran Stegonostovic-Davidovic. Um, she's not too keen on it right now, but I will report back. Because, you know, that's that's just, it's, it's, that's got a fucking costume of the year written all over it, you know what I mean? Interesting. So yeah, uh, as I said, this week was a busy week. Oh, I'm just going to put this here, you know, nothing sexual, just, just a reach. Mm-hmm. Just there, there we go. Uh, yeah, I had a busy week shooting stuff, it was sick. We got to, um, as some of you know, I'm working with a, uh, at Boxer right here in Marbella and I got to work with or I got to shoot with some of his uh, boxers this week so I got to shoot like some pod work I'm shooting some sparring next week and uh, it was sick man I made some really nice stuff from uh, he's 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 buzzing with it and it's it's nice to shoot boxing stuff again man it's just it's every time I do it I'm like oh love shooting this kind of stuff so uh, I was saying I, I get this like 
antsy feeling when I shoot a load of content. I guess it, it's only really... Um, it, 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 I was kind of talking to Marin about this. The A job as a, a videographer, particularly like the job I do where I do from like... You know, from farm to from farm to fork, I do. Um, you know, I shoot and edit it all, so I do it all myself. So the speed of which stuff gets done or the output is totally, you know, it's it's totally dependent on me and how how much I'm willing to work and how productive I am. So sometimes I'm like, fuck, when I when I have stuff fresh in my mind, I just want to go and bang it out and uh, like get as much editing done as I can. Oh, he's reaching over. Um, oh, hold on. Oh, it's on already. Um, yeah, sometimes I uh, I need to, you know, log the footage, put in the fucking hard drive and then take a step back, you know, because, yeah, uh, there's going to be more like, you know, as stuff gets busier and as there's more stuff coming out, I'm going to have to be more regimented with like when the editing gets done and be comfortable and, you know, uh, scheduling something out until next week. Uh, in some, if, if it's necessary, you know. But great, man. Fucking sick to be busy. And uh, I'll be banging out some of uh, that content over on Visually Impaired. So f- <laughs> follow me on Visually Impaired. Like, you're going to fucking do it. Visually Impaired is, um, you know, it's it, that accounts purely for, uh, like, content for clients and stuff like that. So it, uh, but it's, I've been quiet enough on it lately, fuck, because we've been shooting like kind of longer term projects. So I haven't had like short term stuff to be able to bang out. But I'm just shooting reels right now with uh, with Joe from 12 Rounds. So we've allowed like Instagramable content that I'll be able to put up. So they'll be coming in the coming weeks, which is very exciting. Let me see. What other exciting things do we have for this week? Uh, oh man, I was watching a. Uh, a fucking sick documentary on it. Some people have seen this. Oh, you just kind of pop up. I, I don't know um, who made this one. I'll try and I'll, I'll try and leave it in the link. Basically, it's a it's a it's a documentary about the Dark Knight trilogy, and uh, with uh, like Chris Nolan's one. And Jesus Christ, just watching it back, you're just like when when you see all the um, like stuff you don't even notice. Obviously, like as a filmmaker myself. Uh, just going back and seeing like the, he in in like when I think back to those movies I think of like how grand the whole scale was and how like I actually really remember in the final one I think in Dark Knight Rises they had like a scene in like New York City and like the streets just full of police officers and one big thing that Chris Nolan talked about was like or people recognize Chris Nolan for his he loves to do everything as real as he can if possible so he had like fuck ton of extras and which is so much hassle and like um you know uh like paperwork and getting everyone paid and it's expensive and all that stuff but he was like i need this streets like teeming with people you know and it's just so sick and it, it really it's it makes for such a more effective shot but yeah the doc is just uh it was just really good i'm trying to think of other i guess the interesting stuff is all the casting you know and they go through like the different people that they met to 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 run different characters and like they had um like Killian Murphy was he did a I can't a test shoot I think is what it is where they put the costume on and they actually like do some scenes and you see those which is fucking unbelievable and you see Christian Bale's one and uh yeah man Killian Murphy obviously I, I agree not the he's he, not the role for him in my opinion because he's he's so good as a 
um, as a villain and like as Scarecrow, he was fucking unreal. And he has this like debonair attitude about him, but also this like, probably because of Thomas Shelby, you're like, oh fuck, he'll still kill you, you know? There's that like ruthless, ruthless side to him. So I love that. Uh, so seeing those and then Heath Ledger's casting, obviously, uh, as, as the Joker was fucking sick and going through like how, um, like Chris came to pick him and how they, uh, like came with the wardrobe and all Heath's ideas and like now obviously with what happened after it just makes the whole thing even more like mind-boggling to to see how much time and how um what's the word is like in, in immersed in the character he became and like he, he almost embodied it and he wanted everything to be as real as it could be so uh yeah man i'm trying to think what other bits were cool like there was a scene where they were like we're not going to do um like we would they weren't be able to get morgan freeman to play uh the I can't remember yeah the, the gadget guy sorry he does other shit but uh the the stuff when he was like I want to get people that people won't expect in roles and then uh so like my but he also wants uh he wanted to put like the best actors and if you look through the cast like they have Michael Caine and um, Morgan Freeman Anne Hathaway Tom Hardy Heath Ledger Killian Murphy um another one oh, I can't think of any more um, but I just yeah it was just very interesting doc so if y'all are looking for some evening content it's free it's on YouTube um, just look up Dark Knight documentary you people know how to surf surf the web I'm not I, man I I, um, <laughs> I keep peeking my, my beaky nose over the uh, the mic stands is not a flattering thing to do so I'm going to stop doing that put that a little higher Yes, your beaky nose. You know that? The in-betweeners. Um, what else do we have? I have a... I, I have a clip I want to react to. I don't know how people felt about the last clip segment that we had in the pod, but um, I have a clip that I, that I want to react to. But I have a few other things. Um, I wanna, maybe I'll do this first. What would, you guys, what would you guys think? Do we go doc, sports, happy birthday shout-out? Outro song? Question mark? Question mark? Um, you can't. Man, I'd love to... Uh, man, maybe down the line of stream, the actual stream, no one will fucking come. But uh, it'd be love to have some feedback back and forth. I also would love to add a question segment into this. But right now, I'm just trying to get some people to engage with just liking and stuff. So down the line, we will get some comment opportunities, as I said. Leave them in the comment section. Aha! Aha! Okay, um, I think we're going to react to this clip first, okay? It's a, uh, basically, if people don't know who Tom Segura is, Tom Segura is a, uh, he's a comedian from the States, and he does a pod called Your Mom's House with his missus, uh, who's also funny, but it is, um, I just, man, I was watching it the other day, and this clip just made me laugh so much, so I, I want to give some context before we do. Um <laughs> So Tom has, obviously, they have a crew and stuff. They have a producer. And um, they, produce, they have a number of producers. And one of the guys is called Nadav. And he's, like, on camera, he's this kind of, like, he wears, like, a, a fucking shirt and tie. And he's, like, very proper. And um, this one part, I think Nadav was late or, or something like that. And uh, Tom, basically, um, one of the days went, like, was, like, seething with him. 
and um, went. So yeah, basically what ends up happening is they they discuss it on the next pod, which is this one. And Tom and his wife were talking to Nadal about how pissed off Tom was, and it um, it turns out that Tom wrote something like a letter to Nadal that he wanted to read on uh, on air as like a therapeutic thing. And uh, it's just, it's absolute gold. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to play that quickly. We'll re- I will show you and then we'll react to it after, right? Okay, I'm just swapping headsets. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm entangled. He was like, well, you know, are you going to do the things you were saying you're going to do? No. You know? I mean... Things you're going to do? Well, I, the things that I was thinking about, like physical His bad things, thoughts. Like bad thoughts. He just thoughts. had thoughts, but they're just thoughts. They're not real, Yeah, right? they're ju- Just well, what you learned. They're just dark, angry thoughts, you know? Okay. Face so, <laughs> I'm sorry. It feels <laughs> crazy to say it. But then he was like, uh, well, you know, maybe try to get it out somewhere other way, you know? Like a healthy way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so I just wrote wrote this. What is this? Do you want me to say it? Yeah. What's that? It says Nadav. Yeah. Okay. I think he's trying to. I think he wrote something that he wants to share. Yeah. And it's really a she big deal because Tom is not share. He's not. But I feel like it's the only way to keep working together. It's by letting him know how you feel. Your therapist told you to do this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think ultimately this is very productive for you guys because we want to keep Nadav around. We love you. But Tom should get these feelings out. It's going to be ultimately very good for the two of you. Yeah. So should I read it it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So it's called Nadav. That's you. Okay. Here it is. You did this. Look what you've done. You pushed and pushed. And now it's come to this. It's maddening and it's all your fault. You asked for it. So here it is. You deserve it all. The kicks, the screams, (laughs) the blood. It's all for you, all for you, all for you. What did you think would happen? Will you walk again, talk again? We hope not. (coughs) Will I drop it on your head? Can a knife puncture your side? I have a bat that would like to meet your face. (laughs) You deserve it all. It's all for you. Your smile doesn't fool us. We watch. (sighs) You flail in the deep water. As you grasp for air, we cheer. It's okay, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You kick and push. You fight to live, so we push you under again. I tried to make it work. I listened and I gave you chances, but you wanted something else. I'm filled with glee. As your insides spill, this fist is for you. This blade is for you. 
Let it out. <laughs> Tie you to a post. Watch the birds eat away. You go up in flames. You suffer finally. I did it all for you. All for you. All for you. Give him the Emmy! Oh man, that shit's funny. Oh, I love that kind of shit. I love that kind of comedy. It's just funny. Um, <laughs> so hopefully you got some some joy out of that, like I did. Tom Segura is hilarious, man. I, I really enjoy his sense of humor. And um, he, 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 the way he delivers like dark comedy like that is, it's gold. It's all for you. <laughs> it's Blade. As your insides spill. Perfect. And I would love to one day also send threats to a producer of my own podcast. So um, any Marbella-based producers who would do it for free, get at me in my email. If that's enticing to anyone. So yeah, uh, that's our clip of the week. Clip of the week. Clip of the week. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I have a few sporting sections to discuss. Now, um, one, obviously we're going to talk about the UFC, but before this, um, news literally breaking today. Breaking news. And like it's very rare that I get to break news while uh, and literally upload content the same day. But uh, Tom Brady retired. The GOAT retired. Now, I'm not a huge NFL fan. Um, I do watch, like, highlights and stuff. I, I love sport. I like, like, some personalities in the game. Um, and I appreciate, like, do you know what? The NFL content and people who watch NFL, the content the NFL put out is absolutely top tier. And I watch a load of their, like, NFL films. I watch, like, the docs behind. I find it fascinating. And then the content's just outrageously good. So, um, but... I do feel from like the stuff that I've watched and like obviously I know Tom Brady's accolades seven Super Bowls question mark don't know if that's true and he won I think six with the Patriots one with the the Buccaneers not sure but um what it does feel like or what I think this is is probably our generation's Michael Jordan of a sport or a Muhammad Ali is retiring and I think like people will look back at uh, Tom Brady as like because people who don't know his story I'll give you a little brief intro and people, I, I, I hope people nitpick this story because I've got uh, I, I would literally just watched a, a goat or a, a documentary called like the goat on his story and um, so Tom Brady right when he was getting recruited he went to Michigan Michigan pretty sure and he was the backup um, and he basically, because of his build and he wasn't fast, his athletic abilities, obviously his his abilities as a quarterback and his throwing, his, like, even more important, his mind and his, like, ability to perform under pressure, all those things um, were kind of semi-overlooked because of the lack of athleticism and stuff like that. But um, as a quarterback, he continued to, like, close out big games for Michigan and then I think he won the the starting job uh, in Michigan 
the year before he went to the NFL and he had like a great season. He continued to close out games and show his ability and stuff. And definitely like, I think he went into the draft being like, I'm confident that I'm going to get like drafted semi-high because of like the year he'd had. And I, I think numbers wise, based, based off his numbers, they were very impressive. But um, I guess the, the like the overall message is people were putting too much emphasis on is he a fast runner? Is he a good jumper? Does he look good with his shirt off? And not as much about, okay, well, let's look at the guy's numbers and his ability to perform under pressure and like his ability as a quarterback. But you could you can look back at his uh his combine and like his running and like he, his forty is fucking slow. Um not he, like hugely athletic. His his he doesn't look impressive with his shirt. Everyone's seen that shot of him where they take the shot of him and he's like skinny and lanky. Um and he in the draft he got overlooked by fuck six. I, I don't know how many quarterbacks went before him. I think six. Uh and he um Basically, he got picked up by Bill Belichick and the Patriots. In the documentary, Bill Belichick is like, I was looking at the board and like they were like, Tom Brady's still there. He's like still up there. And uh, get Bill took him and then actually kept him on roster for a year and used up a roster spot to keep him as a non-playing quarterback for a year because they didn't want to lose him because like he thought they had something. And then, you know, the rest is history. Sorry, I'm going to move this because it's very annoying. Uh... And the rest is history. And then he went on to, you know, beat the Tom Brady that people know, close out, like, come, come back kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, some of the Super Bowl comebacks are absolutely outrageous. Uh, Falcons, Seahawks, where they, they uh, intercepted off the line. Um, and then, like, obviously, they beat the Rams. I think they shut out the Rams. Uh, and then you've got, like, the, the, like, and then after everything with the Patriots, they uh, after after everything with the Patriots, then when he leaves, everyone's like, "Oh, he's done," and, n- and they're like, "Oh, can he do it without Belichick?" And like, was Belichick doing it all? And he goes, "No, I'll go to Tampa Bay." Obviously, they had a fuckload of talent, but I'll go to Tampa Bay and we'll win a Super Bowl the first year that I go. So I think this is going to be like a level of um, Michael Jordan retiring, and from sport, I think he'll be looked back on at that level in the NFL. So uh, I wanted to acknowledge the retirement of uh, a sporting icon. Cheers to you, Tom Brady. Um, Now, you won't see this, but uh, congratulations. I'm sure the guy fucking wants to spend some time with his fucking kids. He's probably exhausted. And the guy's made oodles of cash. Oodles. The guy's the fucking most marketable man alive, so... Congratulations, sir. Now, our UFC updates. Um, the big piece of news, essentially, is that Francis Ngannou did manage to defeat Sir Logan in uh, their heavyweight bout last weekend. Um, people, sorry, that was probably, pop, popped it too much. Uh, people will know or may know that uh, Francis Ngannou was going through some contract disputes with the UFC. And he, this fight was his last fight on his contract, on his eight-fight contract. Uh, and he had plans to finish this contract and go out and look to fight um, Tyson Fury or box Tyson Fury, maybe look at some, like, one-off fights and really go and make some fuck you money. Now, um, what 
people don't know is the UFC are pretty wily with their contracts, right? And um, a little swig. <laughs> yeah, the UFC are pretty wily with their contracts, right? And uh, basically, if you're the champion, in your contract, you are like, I think you're legally obligated to fight. Or you, you either have to fight one more time. You're, you're, uh, you automatically have one fight added on to your contract if you uh, defend the belt. Or you have to sit out a year. Pretty sure it's one of those. You are, those are your options. So, uh, but Francis won. Francis has an injury with his knee, so he needs to get that rehabbed anyway. So it's just very interesting. Francis is kind of the fir- like, definitely, this is the biggest so far in terms of contract disputes and wage disputes with the UFC because Francis is the heavyweight champion, your current heavyweight champion. He, and man, like on paper, the guy's so marketable. Do you know what I mean? He fucking has rockets in his hands. Uh, like it came from the sand mines from nothing. He looks like a, like a, like a, a man of steel. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's fucking carved, carved by angels. And he's got a, uh, like a fighting style that everyone enjoys watching. So I don't know where the, the disconnect is here. Like the guy, and like the heavyweight division isn't fucking packed with, like superstars, like Derek Lewis isn't going to go and like do a, a five-year like reign as the champion. Do you know what I mean? You're light for talent, Dana. So I'd be saying give Francis what he's looking for. He did like the fact that he just fought for 800k or something as the heavyweight champion after the 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 who's who of people he's gone through to be to be to be where he is. Like go back through Francis's record. I'm not going to do it now, but if anyone who's a fan of MMA. You can go back to, well, I can list them off the top of my head. Curtis Blades twice. Junior Dos Santos. Uh, Kane Velasquez. Uh, Rosenstruck. Uh, Alistair Overeem. Uh, Stipe. Lost to him once, then beat him. Uh, Derek Lewis, the worst fight ever. And he lost, technically. I think he lost. Yeah, he did lose on points. And then... I think that's it. If I forgot someone else, I'm a fucking idiot. But the guys fought like all the fucking biggest names in, in, in the heavyweight division. And the guy deserves to get paid. And he's your only marketable guy, so pay him. You crazy, crazy bastard. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen now. I don't know who else is in the market from Eagle FC. Khabib could uh, a smash, a smash your boy. Uh, Khabib could be like, I'm going to, I'll take Francis over at Eagle FC. Imagine you signed him. After he him being the UFC champion, just bringing that over, that's a really fuck you to Dana. So I don't know. Uh, it's 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 good to see though. It's good to see this contract uh, and like fighter pay still being a like being brought up. And it takes it like Francis is in the best situation now, leverage wise, because no one else has ever been uh, like at the end of a contract, the current champion, and uh, like in an open dispute. That usually it's at the end after like when they don't have as much power, they'll dispute something, and Dana can. Be like, yeah, 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 well, you're nothing now, so. And then, right, listen to this. This is fucked, not fucked, but. So Dana, after Cyril won, Dana isn't in the ring. Dana doesn't put the belt around him and doesn't do the press conference. Now, the press conference thing, I understand. He doesn't always do those. But in my memory, I only remember one other time where Dana's been present, particularly for a big pay-per-view where championships are being exchanged. 
I remember one other occasion with, where Dana didn't uh, put the belt around uh, around someone, and that was Tywin Woodley. And obviously, Dana also has his issues with Tywin Woodley that are well publicised. So, like, it can't be coincidence. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't remember if he did Moreno or Figueredo before. Um, oh, hold on, my dad's calling me. Father, I'm, I'm just po- polishing off a podcast. I'm like five minutes left. Can I call you back after? Okay, coolio. Bye. Cheddar cheese. Um, yeah, so you, like you can't tell me that it's those two the two situations or the two times that he hasn't put belts around people were also occasions where they've had open disputes. You can't tell me that. He's saying that it was just something happened backstage and he couldn't do it, but I don't know. It just all looks a bit fishy. And it doesn't look great from Dana. Like, just fucking, you know? Like, you, you, you're kind of hungry for stars right now, so, like, give the guy his fucking due. Um, anyway, I think that's it, folks. I think we did a decent effort there. No cuts. It's going to be fresh, fresh live. Fair, you know. Um, it's farm to table. It's farm to table for you boys and girls. If girls listen to it, I want to give a a very, very happy birthday to one of my best friends, Mr. Kevin Sweeney. Happy birthday, Kev. Sorry, I'm not there, but I am home for the. Uh, I am home in Dublin for my brother's twenty fifth in four weeks, so we will turn it up then. Uh, until then, like the video, please subscribe, please, please, and um, yeah, go fucking look over to the pair pod, there'll be some clips over there, there'll be some behind the scenes stuff, and we'll keep it grooving, baby, boom, ba boom, boom, and, is right now. So you wanna be hardcore with your hat to the back, talking about the gaps in your raps, but I can't feel that hardcore that you're screaming, maybe I'm dreaming. This ain't Christopher Williams, still some empty. Got the feel one, cats, I got the feel.